Dear fellow redeemed, the portion of God's word for our consideration today is our gospel reading from the gospel of Luke chapter 13. And as we begin, I have to admit that this was one of the more challenging selections, challenging sections, until about two weeks ago. And it was a couple of days after the Russian army that had been massing at the border of Ukraine. The Russian army had rolled in and, and done their best. And the, the NATO countries of Europe reached out and said, President Zelensky, we'll send you a helicopter. We'll get you out of there because they're coming for you. And do you know what his answer was? I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. It was a little bit more than that, but that was the gist of it, that he didn't need a ride out of there. He needed more missiles to help the Ukrainian army put up their defense against the Russian tanks. And that's a pretty good parallel for what we have in our gospel reading today. The Pharisees come to Jesus and they say, did you know... Did you know that, um, that Herod is trying to kill you? You should, you should go on, get out of here. Go somewhere else. He's up in the, the northern part of Israel, in the part that we call Galilee. And maybe, maybe this is the first time in all of the Gospels that we see the Pharisees watching out for the welfare of Jesus. Jesus, he wants to kill you, and we don't want that to happen. Whether they're telling the truth or not, what they're saying is, we want you somewhere else. And what they're really offering Jesus is exactly what we had in the temptation of Jesus last week. You remember in one of those temptations that Luke recorded for us out of the entire 40 days that he was tempted out in the wilderness or the entire you know, 33 years or so of his life, one of the temptations that Satan highlighted was he showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the world, and those were all under his control. And he said, all this can be yours. You, you don't need to go through all that suffering. You don't need to be crucified. You don't need to, you know, aren't you, aren't you God? Why would God um, die for his creatures when you could just have it all now? You can have all the glory all the honor, all the success, all the recognition, you don't have to go through with it. Satan was offering Jesus a shortcut. A shortcut that had an appearance of, of glory. A shortcut to avoid suffering, and at least for a period of time, to enjoy what looked like success. But we know that success would be a fading imitation at best. And putting those two things together, putting those two things together, that they're offering Jesus a ride out, and he doesn't, he wouldn't have to lose any faith. He would just say, yeah, they, they, they said there was a plot against my life, and so I wanted to get out of there. And they offered him this shortcut that would avoid any sort of suffering and avoid any sort of opposition. Jesus didn't say what President Zelensky said. 
He said, go tell that fox. I will keep on driving out demons and heal people today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will reach my goal. And if you're still thinking, how does this all connect? I think the last detail that knits it all together is our concept of, of value. Because the shortcut looks easy, and it looks just as valuable as the more difficult path. The shortcut for Jesus, get out of here, just go somewhere else for a while. The more difficult path would be to stay where he was. But for what purpose? Well, if we understand the way that we think about value, then this discussion makes a little bit more sense. And I guess for an example of that, you could probably turn to one of the most popular websites on the internet, um, where some of you might be watching right now, YouTube. And if you go to YouTube, you can find um, at least one or two or maybe even three different people who walk down the street of a busy city, carrying in one hand a king-size Hershey bar, and in the other hand, you know, a little ounce of gold. And they offer people, which would you rather have right now? <laughs> the Hershey bar or the ounce of gold? And to a person, they took the precious metal. Now he started out with, with silver, which, okay, silver per ounce is, I don't know if it's $20 or 200 but then he ratcheted up to gold, and the price of gold is like $2,000 an ounce. Which would you rather have, this bar of chocolate or this ounce of gold? And I think that's the final detail that helps us understand what's going on here, is that by nature, we aren't very good judges of value. That by nature, we can see a little bit of maybe what's coming next. But as far as after that, that, and after that, you know, what they call the, the third or fourth or fifth order effect, what happens on down the line, you and I can't really see or understand. We can have maybe some good guesses, but that understanding of value means that we often look at the difficult path and the easy path as just a comparison right now without a comparison of their eventual destination. The easy path. Well, it's, um, it's Sunday, and I went to church last week, so I should be good for another four weeks. The easy path. I've got, um, got some kids at home, but, you know, we talk about, talk about God, and we talk about the Bible, we talk about the Catechism, maybe on Sunday. Why would we have to do that any other time? The easy path, which might even be cloaked in and cloaked in and covered by what looks like a good motive. Jesus could have gone out of that area, and it looked like he could have done that for a good reason, to avoid being killed by King Herod. And so often, might it be true that even our actions are cloaked by a good motive? Well, my schedule is busy, and, and man, I, could, I could pencil something in maybe in a few weeks, but I'm so busy doing all the other things that I work so hard, and life is pretty stressful right now, 
And rather than spend a little bit of time with the Word of God, I'm just going to doom scroll until I fall asleep. And Jesus presents to us his determination to follow the more difficult path. Not taking a shortcut that is easy at the beginning and looks like it would have a, a good result in the end. But taking and choosing the more difficult path that even though it might mean um, setting aside his preferences right now or being uncomfortable right now, the end goal and the end value is far greater. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I have longed to gather you together like a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Jesus sees that, okay, maybe Herod does want to kill him, maybe not, who really knows? But he sees the Pharisees are offering him the easy out. And all he has to do is say, okay, I won't have to deal with their opposition anymore. But instead, he chooses the more difficult path that our Lord had laid out for him. That he would keep on preaching and driving out demons and doing his work until he, on his own time frame and on his own schedule, would arrive at Jerusalem. And that is the place where he would be put to death. That he couldn't be assassinated or bumped off there in Galilee, even though crowds had tried that a couple of times already, but rather that he would go on to Jerusalem and lay down his life as the atoning sacrifice for sin. That is his determination. And we see, you know, by comparison, perhaps, how easy it is to take the easy road. To say, well, you know, it's not, even though, even though, you know, there are some particular responsibilities that come with my vocation as a spouse or as a single person or to the children in our family, I don't have to do that right now. Or I can have somebody else take care of that for me. Even though it might be difficult to live as a Christian when nobody else in my extended family is a Christian, well, the easy way is to say, we're not going to talk about that. And the easy path is to say, they scheduled you know, this family get-together at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning, and I'll just, I'll just skip today because I know it works for everybody else. And how much more difficult to speak up about what you believe as, yes, your sincerely held belief. And how much more difficult to say, I have made a commitment to be meeting together with my fellow Christians around the Word of God. Even if it's not exactly the most convenient for me. And by comparison, we see, yes, the determination of Jesus to go on to the cross, and perhaps the barest little reflection of how often we've taken the easy way out. But it really comes down to that understanding of value. That at first glance, the shortcut looks just as good and we'll do the hard work later. But in reality, 
the destination is far different. That the shortcut, the, um, the easy way, doesn't end up being a good thing for you or for me. And we can see that. I mean, maybe you think back to your own life. The shortcuts that you took maybe for, for your health or your own well-being as a, as a child or as a young person now turn into lingering pain even today. The shortcut of not wanting to wait the full six weeks like the uh, physical therapist had said, but you wanted to get back on the, on the field or back in the game after two and a half, well, now that injury is arthritis that bothers you each day. The shortcuts don't always end up where we want them. <laughs> Normally they don't. But thanks be to God that this Jesus understood value properly. He understood the end destination, the end result of taking a shortcut versus taking the more difficult path, and he understood the value that he placed on your life, on your life with him forever. The value of having you in heaven with him forever was far greater than the suffering that he would have to undergo taking the more difficult choice. The value of having you in heaven with him forever is far greater than even the difficulty of whatever the temptation to a shortcut might be in your life. Because think of it this way. That last week when we talked about the temptation of Jesus and that temptation to take the easy way out, we also talked a little bit about catechism here at Resurrection. And together with that, we also should talk about um, small groups. I don't have any other name for it. Everybody just calls it a small group, I guess. <laughs> small groups here at Resurrection, what, what we'd like to do. I would readily admit that getting together with somebody that you, getting together with your fellow Christians might not look like it has space on your schedule. And I would readily admit that in our society we are overscheduled and underprioritized when it comes to what has value versus what doesn't. But my question, could you take an hour, hour and a half, or maybe two, once a month, to get together with a couple of other Christians that you already know and that you already like? A couple other people that you might even sit by or get along with. Or maybe look around a little bit further and say, well, I would like to get together, get to know that person, or that is a relatively new face here, and maybe, just maybe, I can be somebody to help encourage them. And not trying to figure it all out on your own, but, you know, using, um, we'll have a variety of books available here in the next couple of weeks. Um, or, or one of our podcasts, if you just search for RWJ, meaning Raised with Jesus, if you search for RWJ in your podcast app, you can find actually all three of our church podcasts. And either reading something ahead of time or listening to something ahead of time and taking a few moments to get together with your fellow Christians to say, what does it look like to take a shortcut and what are the tempting shortcuts in life today? Or what does it look like to 
maintain our determination to follow Jesus, what does it look like to place the same value on my eternity that Jesus placed on my eternity? And it, it goes hand in hand with um, our discussion of catechism, which, we, which at least I, I guess, <laughs> I started talking about last week, that the original small group handbook of, that's been in use for over 500 years is known as the Lutheran Catechism. And if you've got, you know, if you've got kids at home, that's like the instant small group. That, uh, that opportunity to sit down together and say, what's a little bit from the Word of God? Just read through a few pages together and talk about it. To be able to express, here's something that I've always wondered about, or what do you think about this? Or here's something that has been a particular challenge for me. And even as a parent, to admit that to your own child. And that same thing can happen in, um, in, in other groups that, that might gather together. I'll have a little bit more detail on not just, not just the what, but also the how uh, in the next week or two. But today, just to give that thought into your mind, to talk about the why. Why? <laughs> why would we do something like that when when we live in a busy culture, why would we do something like that when that is definitely the more difficult choice compared to um, the easy path of, I'll just, maybe I'll catch a video on YouTube or watch something on my own and then get on with my life instead of dedicating two or maybe even three hours if I drive uh, to get together with somebody. Because the road to heaven <laughs> has a lot of off-ramps. And most of them look very nice and easy and appealing. And at the outset, most of them look just as much of an option as staying on that, that path together. But Jesus shows us by his determination that he didn't want a ride out of Galilee. He didn't need a helicopter sent in by NATO to come carry him out of Galilee when, he was, when his life was threatened. But rather, he was determined to follow the path to your salvation and mine. And he calls you and me to follow him. And he's given us a fellowship together so that we can support each other so that we can talk about maybe some of the topics that Pastor Hagen doesn't have time to talk about, even though he normally talks for 24 hours on the, or 24 minutes <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Yeah, it feels like 24 hours, right? <laughs> that the world has, um, has changed maybe a lot or maybe a little since your youth. But no matter what you have lived through or what you haven't, you bring some experience whether older experience or younger experience, you can bring that and help encourage your fellow Christian maybe to understand what life is like for young people today or maybe to bring the reassurance that just as God was faithful back in your younger days, so this same God is faithful now. But even more importantly, just as valuable as it was to not take the shortcut it is just as valuable to choose the more difficult path today. 
Now, what does that look like and how do we do that? We'll talk about that in the next couple of weeks. But here is Jesus. And the Pharisees say, you should really get out of here. They could have even said, we'll send a helicopter to come pick you up. And Jesus says, I don't need a ride. I need to preach. Amen. Amen.